Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. Boy, you know, I sure am excited about something going on right here at Livingston Church. What is that? This weekend... In fact, in just a couple of days, Friday night, this Friday night at 7 o'clock, we're going to be meeting, and we have a special lecture series hosted by Buddy Payne. All right. Dr. Buddy Payne is going to be speaking uh, three days on the question, can Christianity and science agree? And I think that these uh, lessons and time together is designed really to build our faith in trusting yeah. a Christian worldview and a creationist worldview. Yes, absolutely. Our job as preachers, as teachers of the gospel, are, the aim of our charge, Paul says, is to produce love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith, mm-hmm. a faith that we can hang on to, a faith that we will not shipwreck, that we will not abandon. And in Romans chapter 1, it highlights the fact that some folks abandon by looking around at the world and not seeing God. Right. What's going to happen in these lectures is Buddy's going to look around at the world and he's going to say, look, this, this world declares and screams the glory and majesty of God. So that first lecture is going to be Friday night at 7 p.m. Of course, if you are hearing this way after November 4th through 6th, 2022, you can find those recordings on our website at christiansmeethere.org. For those who are listening from Timbuktu and Tanzania and even Washington State, you can also live stream. Yeah, we'll be live streaming on Friday night. Now, if you live in Tampa, we'd really love you to show up. You'll yeah. miss out. You'll miss out just watching it on the screen. But for those who can't get to be with us, hey, check it out on the live stream or go back and watch the video or listen to audio later. It'll be a great, great series. I was going to say, and I know that Dr. Payne's not going to run off right you know, right when we're done. And so if you're in the room, you have the opportunity to meet him and talk to him about things. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Psalm 62, though, is where we are on Text Talk. Verse 1, I'm going to read from the New American Standard, 95 edition. For the choir director, according to Jeduthun, a psalm of David. My soul waits in silence for God only. From him is my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold, I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you assail a man that you may murder him, all of you, like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence? They have counseled only to thrust him down from his high position. They delight in falsehood. They bless with their mouth, but inwardly they curse. My soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Men of low degree are only vanity, and men of rank are a lie. In the balances they go up, they are together lighter than breath. Do not trust in oppression, and do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart upon them. Once God has spoken, twice I've heard this, that power belongs to God, and loving kindness is yours, O Lord, for you recompense a man according to his work. You know, as you're reading this, I'm starting to hear that old hymn in my mind. Which I one? Sh- I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Did you know? Now, I was wondering about this in the New King James Version. Back in verse, read, read the last half of verse two for me. Sure. Uh, 
He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Okay. Now go read the last half of verse six in your New King James. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. So notice in verse... probably why I thought of that. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm certain it's why you thought of it. Yeah. But notice in verse one, it's I shall not be greatly Greatly moved. moved. And in verse six, it's I shall not be moved. Mm -hmm. And so we have... Yesterday, we talked about this... this, struggle of waiting right now what helps david is a Mm self-talk so we we have kind of this progression in the silence yes we have a progression from i'm declaring it to i'm reminding myself of it Mm -hmm. but here we have a progression of i shall not be greatly moved i mean i might be moved a little bit but here as he moves on it's i won't be moved Mm -hmm. you know so so the one is i'm I'm not going to be so greatly moved as it's going to matter and now it's this this increased determination look god's not going to let me me let me be moved at all yeah Uh, if we if we take what the esv does with verse two they i'm a they treat me like a leaning and tottering wall but i'm not going to be moved i'm not going to be shaken i'm not going to fall over so today we're going to think a little bit about who the they is Mm. who's trying to move david who's the uh, you know, either the the vapor trying to blast the leaning wall, or who is in fact the leaning wall, depending on uh, you know which which way the translators took that poetic language. We're talking about men and the uh, the influence of men over and against the influence of God. The J- David. Okay, let me say it like this: get these words out. David says, in God, I am going to trust. I'm going to wait for God. I'm going to wait for him only, which leads to the question of what are the other options? Yeah. Where else might David go to try Mm -hmm. to find salvation? After all, it is men who are attacking. Right. Maybe he can find other men who can support him and can be his salvation and be his deliverance. Sure. And so here he's got this option of people, but he says, no, it's going to be God alone. It's going to be God alone that I'm going to turn to. I'm not going to set my heart on people to deliver. And yet so often I get by with a little help from my, my friends. friends. Well, <laughs> you know, you've already actually said in this week, I think on Monday, we, we actually kind of broached this topic in our discussion on Monday. And you pointed out, well, God does sometimes use people. He does. He and does. I, and I know we're going to kind of have a similar conversation tomorrow about finances. And God sometimes does use earthly wealth. But where's the help? The help is not the people. The help is God behind the people. Behind the people, if working God through uses the, people. the people. Yeah. So how are people spoken about in the psalm? Well, let's talk about verse 9 for just a minute. Um, Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. Mm-hmm. So this idea of degrees, are we talking about social standing here? Are we talking about social castes? This is an interesting statement because it's it's actually hard to determine exactly what mm-hmm. the psalmist is saying. So the, the words here, bene adam, bene ishi, son of man, son of man. In fact, what it does is it basically, literally twice it says, and here I'm talking about verse 9 that you just read, the son of the sons of Adam, yeah. The sons of a man, the sons of Adam. Excuse me. The sons of Adam are a breath. The sons of a man are a delusion. 
most of the translators and most of the scholars think that what's happening here is that the sons of Adam refer to mankind as just kind of very general, just very common. So they think that that's an idiom for low estate. This is just everybody. All the people. It's all the people. The salt of the earth people. But the sons of a man, the son, Bene Ishi, the son of a man. Like a great man, a strong man. Yeah. So they they think that this is an idiom. And especially when these two are coming together, it's a reference to whether low or high, those who are common versus those who are the significant ones, the yeah. the, 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 the the son like, of Ahab. Yeah, the princes, yes. the kings. Yes. Either way, it, if that's what the idiom is or not, it is basically saying all people. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the son of man, the, the son of mankind, the son of a man, the sons of mankind, sons of a man. It, it's, it's saying all these people, they're just a breath. They're just a delusion. Their life is a vapor. But I got to say that is insightful because while we might look at the common rabble sort of people and say, well, I'm not going to get any help from them. Mm. But boy, now the somebody, somebody who is somebody, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> yeah. somebody whose name means something. Yes. You know, I, well, I might be tempted to trust in them. When I hear this verse, I think of a couple of different passages. One that comes to mind is in Isaiah chapter 40, <clears throat> excuse me, in verse 15. Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. Here, as Isaiah is contrasting God and man, he says, look, God has... God has scooped up all the mountains in his hand, but all the people, all the nations together, all those weighed on God's scale, they don't even make a grain of dust. And so you you can imagine if you were in a marketplace and you were trying to weigh things, uh, you, you don't sit there getting worried that a grain of dust has fallen on that marketplace scale. Now, look, yeah. I get it. You, you might you might be worried about that kind of thing in some chemical lab, but we're just going to <laughs> right. the marketplace. We're buying meat, and you know we we want a pound of meat. The fact that a little bit of dust might have fallen on the scale, uh, just one little grain. He says that's what all the nations are mm-hmm. compared to God. Yeah, yeah. And, and here we find David relying on that exact same thing. They're just a breath. There are so many examples in the Old Testament where kings erred. By, because, and I'm talking about the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah, because they wanted to go make treaties with other peoples. They wanted to make treaties with Egypt, or they wanted to make some type of a of alliance, you know, with Syria or any other king. And they would be rebuked by prophets. They would be rebuked by God. You are putting your trust in people. You're putting your trust in chariots and not putting your trust in God. And that was a terrible violation for God. He was going to be their God, and he would deliver them in the way that he saw fit. He could deliver by many. He could deliver by few. But there certainly were times when different monarchs would go put their trust in the man, yeah. right? The the kings of other nations, right? I also think of James chapter four, and probably because we just studied James a little while back before this season began. Well, when when you're a hammer, well, there you go. Everything looks like a nail. James chapter four and verse thirteen. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. 
all such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Mm. When we when we put our trust, because one of the people that we put our trust in, ourselves. Oh yeah, ourselves. And we are just yeah. as much that breath. Our life is a vapor. We're not going to bring salvation and deliverance about ourselves. We're not going to be able to find it from men. We who say, well, today or tomorrow, I'm going to do this and I'm going to accomplish that. We have to have that healthy humility that says, if, if the, the Lord, Lord wills. wills, I'm relying on mm-hmm. the Lord. He is my salvation. He is my deliverance. And, and it's going to come on his timetable. I, I'm not going to be able to make it happen and yeah. force it into fruition. God is the one who's going yeah. to accomplish that. No, that's that's a powerful thought and certainly a humbling thought to remember our own place uh, in this picture and in this scheme. And I, and I would say that uh, Psalm 62 does seem to be the, the other side of that coin where James is warning those Christians not to make the mistake of forgetting God, mm-hmm. not to make the mistake of remembering your life as a vapor, or I should say forgetting that your life is a vapor. Uh, because here uh, David is asserting these things telling himself these things, yeah. and certainly showing that uh, God is uh, the one who sustains. Yes. God, God is the tower that does not fall. We can see this contrast from breath versus rock, but one of the really interesting things here is that the word glory used mm-hmm. earlier in the psalm, th- that word comes from, I mean, it's it's literally, it has the idea of heaviness, Mm-hmm. And the the idea that God is my glory. God is weighty. God is weighty. Okay. God is weighty. And that was used in the idea of value mm-hmm. and therefore honor. That's kind of how this word progressed to become yeah. glory in the way we use it. But what a great contrast. With with man, there is not the weightiness. There mm-hmm. is merely breathiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people you meet are just full of hot air. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. They are. Quite breathy. <laughs> like, like you said, the most dangerous place between you and me is between us and a microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, hopefully not too much hot air here today. Hopefully this has been straight up truth from God's word. Psalm 62 is just fascinating. We're going to have a similar discussion tomorrow. Don't set your heart on money. I want to talk about that a little bit, but why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer today? Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for the day you've given us, and we appreciate again the brevity of this life, the surety of death, and that, Father, you are eternal. And so we pray that we would order our steps to be mindful of your deliverance through Jesus Christ and to keep things in a proper perspective. Uh, We lift up our prayer, Father, for the effort going on at Livingston this weekend, and we uh, pray that many people would come out to here to be encouraged, Father, in the truth of your existence and your creation, that we might bring all glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne!